0: Hello ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of the Clobber Knock Scoop, giving you the weekly update of the world of WWE with Raw, Smackdown and NXT. You may have noticed this week that I am not Ash, um, <laughs> this is because Ash has got um, an illness of some sort, I think it could be potentially consulitis turning into the flu, so uh, I am kind of starting off with the uh, show this week. Um, I'm gonna try and do my best to uh, fill the great man's shoes um, and anchor this thing for this week. Um, Ash, obviously, we just I just aired your issues, but how are you?
1: Uh, I'm all right, mate. In fact, you've done me proud. That was a good, uh, that
0: did was a like good that?
1: intro. Yeah, I did. I did. I like that actually. That I'm, after the I'm after. I'm after. You're going a bit in and out. Are you still? Are you, are you close to the mic? Uh, um, or um, yeah. Maybe it's just me.
0: Maybe, yeah. maybe. I don't know. I can hear you well, so hopefully this is, um, this is okay. Um,
1: yeah, that was with, pretty good. You are. You are coming off to the front. I better, uh, I think I better the opposite um, way get better.
0: We're in, a, um, yeah, we're in a parallel universe right now, so that yeah. probably means the rest of the podcast will be up, up to shit. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so we normally want to start... Do you want to dive straight into wrestling? Or be, otherwise, you just said you know, you're not, not too well this week, so I don't want to wait. I don't yeah, I
1: mean, what, what I mean, I mean, still, you know, like warm up to it. Uh, my week's been shit because I've been ill. Um, and that's it, really. <laughs> what about yours?
0: It's been <laughs> Um Yeah, mine's, mine's been all right. Um, yeah, I'll try and do some, do some stuff. Um, been to a few gigs this week, as per usual with me, you know me. Um, went to see the greatest band in the world on Saturday night, being um, Tenacious D. Um, uh, yeah.
1: Jamie, Dodgers.
0: That was actually really fun. Um, a lot more fun than I was kind of expecting it to be. I actually really loved, loved these guys. So That was actually really funny. Um, yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, and then the complete flip side of the coin music-wise, you probably haven't even heard of her, but Sara also, yeah. I went to see on Wednesday night. She was um, an X Factor runner-up, um, and she represented a <coughs> Represented Finland at last year's Eurovision. (laughs) That probably means nothing to you, but it means something to me. So, um, yeah, a bit of um, bit of light musical entertainment this week. Obviously, with uh, I watched Takeover as well that we're going to try and get into in the in the next in the next bit. I've always um, I haven't really done a whole lot other than that. I've been watching a lot of films. I'm trying to watch the um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like in kind of chronological order. So, like. Of how they're set in the films rather than on their releases. So um, today I just watched up to uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, so I'm like halfway through. So um, uh,
1: yeah. I mean, I've
0: seen all these films before. Don't get me wrong, and I've seen Endgame in the cinema twice, but I just wanted to kind of watch them all again, and then hopefully get to see Endgame in the cinema before it goes out. If you know what I mean, for a third yeah. time. So yeah, so that's another little bit of bit of fun I'm doing. Um, but yeah um having a nut? should we get started
1: yeah um yeah,
0: let's do it <laughs> do it okay so sorry I, I
1: sound a bit miserable but um you know
0: either uh, utter, utter misery this week gang uh <laughs> it's no reflection on the personality but it's just um you know these things can't be helped you know we'll i'm um, probably likely to be ill one week too so we um this is how much we value our fans, because we, are, we didn't want to cut an episode, you know. We are coming to you for, our, uh, for your listening pleasure. Um, okay, so I want to, before we get to Raw, like we would normally do, um, this week we had um, a just off the cuff, kind of out of nowhere NXT takeover um, that wasn't before a big four or big five pay-per-view. So, um, did you see the whole show, Ash?
1: uh i saw half of it almost three quarters i've been ill and um i thought you know while i'm i was off sick out of work why don't i just watch nxt but i was so dosed up that um i just was drowsing in and out so i just took it off and then the one the bits that i was watching i couldn't really fully give my due attention to anyway because i was dosed up at the time however um What I did watch, I loved. Uh, I am missing out on superior wrestling. I know that. But again, that wasn't something that I disputed anyway. I've said it before that I know NXT um, is great because I've seen NXT takeovers in the past. And, um, you know, good friends of mine who are mad wrestling fans like yourself and others have spoken highly of NXT. And, you know, I I trust your word for it. It's just... um, you know, I'm a regional manager. I've got three kids, uh, you know, fitting all of the wrestling hours in a week. Sometimes just can't be borderline impossible. Um, but, uh, I, 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 you know, in, in a weird twist of events, me becoming ill kind of became a benefit. And I was able to spend some time watching NXT TakeOver. And <coughs> I was... Uh, well, I was gonna say I was pleasantly surprised, but I'm I'm, re- I'm not really surprised. I knew it was gonna be good, and uh, yeah, it was good, really really nice. I wasn't I wasn't as uh, what's the word emotionally invested because I don't really. Know. Yeah, I mean, I like anyone except for the big shots. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I was yeah. only really looking at it through pure technical wrestling standpoint. I was like, wow, this is just great wrestling. But the people like, oh, this person lost or won. Oh, I'm pissed off. I didn't get any of that. So it was, you know. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I get that standpoint. Um, <coughs> like, I, mean, um, I appreciate you've got a lot on, whereas I do not. <laughs> um, yeah. My life is incredibly boring. So, um, <laughs> well, I don't know, I've mate. Got, well, I've
1: today's got, just well, doing
0: gigs and whatnot. I'm doing, I do a lot of shit, but... Um, yeah, I mean, um, I've got time on my hands to watch this stuff. My life is complete opposite to yours, pretty much. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm just going to run through. I'm, I mean, I say match for match. I don't really want to go match for match. But, um, just, so be your just, want... just be your Yeah, highlights. yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, the first match itself being um, Matt Riddle versus yeah. Um, yeah. Roderick Strong. Yeah. This was so fucking good. I didn't I didn't
1: expect it. that to be as long as it was because usually yeah. and I'm just being naive now, looking at it from a normal pay per view uh standpoint, when all pay per views happen the first one, it's just to get the crowd warmed up. I mean it's good enough to be in a pay per view, but it's not gonna be like, Oh my god, it's just like, Okay, that was good, all right, so let's bring out the big guys later on. But, but this one was like, Well fuck me, shit. Like okay, it was like that. Yeah. And Riddle, like, at first, I'll be honest, I thought he was a truck because the way he was coming down with this fist-bumping people and taking off his shoes, and automatically I thought of uh, Rusev, and I was like, well, this isn't going to go down well for him because he's going to break his head, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Riddle
0: um, uh... is, like, a genius, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. The yeah. Gimmick, like, like you say, you're not, like, you're not invested in the story and the characters. No, no, it's no. not um, as much of an NXT viewer as I am. I mean... Um, Riddle. I'll be honest, I didn't know before NXT, but what I've seen of him from NXT, he's been so fucking good. Yeah. Um. And I mean, this as well. This is a standpoint for old um Roderick Strong too, because I see that like, I see Roderick Strong as a bit of like kind of like the gatekeeper of yeah. NXT at the moment. And I think this match was kind of perfect in that sense. Um. I mean, NXT his uh, historically takeover wise, normally it's time to open with something big, like whether it's a, normally a tag team match. To be honest, but where the tag team match was going to be on the, in the ladder match and all the rest of it. I expected that to go on first, but I wasn't annoyed at the match order at all. Um, the only thing I wanted to just take away from the Riddle and um, Roddy match was the case of uh, Riddle it hits like a version of a GTS, right? Yeah. They're, they're good old-fashioned go-to-sleep, you know. That, um,
1: yeah.
0: I want to say CM Punk made famous, but Hideo Atomi created. Um, yeah. And this move is an absolute, you know, it, it should be done after this move. And he literally did a GTS of sorts into a German suplex. And I was like, how is that not the finish? You know, it just made no sense to me. But like, this is the thing with kind of independent wrestling as well. The style is that like you get a million super kicks, you get a million false finishes, you know, but it can be good and it can be a little bit bad sometimes. But I thought with NXT, they normally kind of get it, get it good. And, um, I mean, I thought the match was good, but like I say, it was a case of, like, oh, is it going to finish at any point, you know? Um, but, yeah, no, I did think that was really good. Um, my other match, I can't remember the order exactly, but this is just how I've got them noted down. Um, uh, Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, this was glass as well. Like, every match was good, pretty much. The only one that I wasn't slightly into was actually the women's. And coming <laughs> from me... Coming from me, that's a bit... That of... is
1: really surprising. What, really?
0: Um, yeah, it's just for me, I'm just bored of Shayna Baszler now. You know, it's like, oh, I choked someone else out. The only thing I enjoyed from the... Um, I've literally just totally skipped over that Dream Breeze match. I'll get back to that in a second. Um, the only thing I enjoyed yeah. about the, w- the women's match was when Eo Shirai just like, lit her up with a chair afterwards, like just added a bit of fuel to the fire. Um, yeah. And I thought that was good. And I thought that was the best part of that. Uh, yeah. Going back to Dream and Riddle... Uh, Dream and Breeze Um, everyone was like "Oh, how is Breeze going to be going back to NXT but this guy is just like a phenomenal wrestler you know and um, Velveteen Dream was literally like I've never I don't think I've ever seen anyone pick it up um, as quickly as (coughs) him from like a non-athletic background so to speak Um, because otherwise you could argue the toss of like Kurt Angle or Ronda Rousey or something but with with Velveteen Dream he's got the character work down He's got a yeah. move set that's just class. Um, and Breeze as well, you know, with his gimmick with the whole selfies and stuff. Like, he brought back his original um, gorgeous gimmick from previous NXT, you know. And it was, just, um, it was just a joy to watch, actually. I really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, I think Breeze is better off sticking with NXT again for a little while. I don't think that's a one-off match at all. I think, like, Breeze is going to be around for a little while yeah. um, for that. Did you feel the same? Did you say yeah. that, uh, that
1: one I loved that match. I thought it was brilliant. um I liked the, the see the fingers with it's <clears throat> although outwardly it looks gimmicky, but it justifies itself if that makes sense. You have some pe- it, it, it's kind of the opposite in raw and Smackdown where there isn't as much gimmicks, but then when you watch the matches, you're like,' mm, really is that how is that what it came down to? Where in NXT, the very, you know, the vel- velvety dream and all that, like, you're like, okay, this is very gimmicky. But then when they come out with the moves, it's almost like it doesn't want you to take it seriously. It wants to show what it really can do in the ring, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that, NXT is, is heavily based on the in-ring product as opposed yeah. to... I mean, but then this is what was different about this match then, is with Riddle and, um, and uh, Rodgers... <coughs> yeah. You had two professional wrestlers going at it, or different style wrestlers going at it. Whereas with this one, this was pure character. Yeah, but, was. Um, but the match itself was actually really good as well. The content was just epic. Um, like I say, they, they, just, so, they just deliver. And if, it just goes to show as well, right? So there is a lot of um, people that went up onto the main roster that have kind of lost their way. These, these people, I hope Vince McMahon is watching, because these people are still incredibly talented, and you're just sleeping on them. You know, so I'm glad he's kind of gone back um, to NXT being Tyler Breeze. I think he's just too good to be slept on. Because um, just say for example, um, Ty Dillinger. You know, he was great yeah. too, and he's yeah. now away from the company because his booking was all over the place and he didn't get yeah. anything. You know, mm-hmm. so it just it's like, just a bit of a unfortunate. <coughs> um, I don't really want to speak too much about ladder match. It was a good, It was a good ladder match. Um, I'll just say congratulations to the Street Profits.
1: I didn't yeah, I, them. I I was like, it was like, oh, okay.
0: I didn't expect to... them to win. Um, <laughs> uh, like you're saying in your voice, um, I kind of didn't expect them to win, but I'm, I'm happy for them, I guess, and the match was fine. Um, I didn't dislike the match or anything. It was fine. It was good, in fact, but I just I haven't really got anything to talk about from it. Um, okay. have, you, have you got anything to mention on it? Any, anything stand uh, out?
1: Uh, no. Uh, not really No, no. I like uh, the match I mean that's pretty much with everything that I saw from NXT is that uh, I like the match but there wasn't really
0: you know, yeah, yeah I mean with the ta- with the Tad other than maybe like the Undisputed Era I'm not like you were saying about being a invested in it I'm not overly invested in it right now because um, yeah. literally when you look at their last takeover <laughs> they had um, they had two teams uh, that aren't currently in the tag team picture if you know what I mean so you had the Viking. Uh, war Machine or whatever you want it is you want to call them, you had them versus uh, <coughs> Alistair Black and Ricochet, you know, and that match opened the show at the last Takeover, and those two teams weren't anywhere near this match, so I think that's why I'm just not that invested in the tag side of NXT right now. But um, but like I said, it was fine. It was, there's nothing. There's nothing bad about it. It was just it was a good match, you know, and it just was one of those things that was potentially a little bit forgettable for me. Like nothing really stood out, but. Um, Speaking of standing out, see what I did there, nice little segue, into the main event of the evening, which was Johnny Gargano as champion going in against Adam Cole. Gargano's attire. So I just spoke about watching the um, Marvel Universe, right? I'm a Marvel fan, and I'm a Captain Marvel fan. I thought thought his attire was so cool. Um, A lot of people give it a bit of stick online because people are people, and they're like, oh, he's wearing a, a woman's character, you know. But I thought it was yeah. great. I loved it. Um, I thought it was so cool, and it looked cool as well. Like um, how he integrates his little kind of winky face into it. You know, did you notice yeah. the attire until um, Mauro Ranallo said Captain Marvel at some point? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Did I didn't. You think, I, I was at, I was actually. I was surprised that they mentioned it because I thought, okay, can they actually mention it? But I'm sure the the public... I just, for some reason... I don't know why it stuck out, but it wasn't really the clothes that stuck out. It was that he actually said Captain Marvel. Yeah, exactly. I think he did a dive move, and I think he said
0: it then. And I was like, okay, for me, it didn't didn't really need to be said, because I've noticed it. But then maybe for someone that isn't into that, they were like, oh, okay, that's what his costume is. Well, if they're not into it, then they wouldn't appreciate it anyway. Well, yeah, exactly. Total total waste of time. But I mean, I'm I'm a fan of... um, of like creative attires like that, like the the one at the last takeover was Iron Man um, related, and Gargano's had some good ones over the over the peri- last period. Um, so yeah, I was a fan of that. Um, the match itself, how good was this match? Um, I assume you've seen this one. Please say you've seen this one.
1: Well, what side could we be there again?
0: The main event, Gargano and Cole. Please tell me you've seen it.
1: No, I didn't get to that.
0: Oh man, it's so fucking good. Um, yeah, you. I
1: then I was I was too drugged up by that time.
0: <laughs> uh, you know the result though. Sorry, have you, seen, I, have you seen the result?
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw the results of it, but I, I still want to watch the matches.
0: Fair enough. Um, yeah, this match was everything you could want. Um, yeah. The only like I could say, I mean, if I'm criticising for the sake of criticising, um, a super kick doesn't mean anything now. Um, nah. you know they're just kicking each other well Uso's proved that didn't it so. this is it but in independent wrestling especially it's just too much you know nobody's ever winning on a super kick anymore um, mm. but this this match was so so good and um, I was really pleased with the result as well because um, Adam Cole has probably been the most over man um, from the last year um, especially Wrestlemania time you know people running around the city going Adam Cole baby you know and it's Um, It's interactive, like I say. It gives something for the fans. And um, I was expecting him to win at um, Brooklyn for Mania, but I'm glad that Gargano got his moment, especially in that building, looking back at the history from his NXT. I'm glad that he got his moment there, but I'm also glad that Adam Cole um, won the title too. I think Adam Cole will now hold the title for a little while, and I would expect Undisputed Era some capacity to win all the gold by the time the year's kind of up. Um, when I say year, I mean like WrestleMania to WrestleMania. I expect um, okay. yeah, Undisputed Era to get tag team belts at some point. And um, yeah, maybe, um, I don't know, one of them, maybe Roderick Strong to get the US um, or North American NXT title at some point too. Uh, just, so that Undisputed, <laughs> just so that Undisputed are holding all the gold because I think they're the best faction in wrestling right now. Not just yeah. not just NXT, not just WWE, but in wrestling, I don't think there's a better yeah. faction in the Undisputed era right now, and um, I think that needs to be kind of rewarded before they get called up and Vince McMahon makes them the Undisputed Project or something stupid. So um, yeah, I'm a i am was a massive fan of NXT Takeover 25. Have you got anything more to add for that?
1: <coughs> um, no, let's get like I say it's the right match. Now.
0: Yeah, the match content was amazing, I have to say, just um, I can't speak highly of it enough, really. I don't think I've ever seen a bad bad TakeOver show. Um, No, there hasn't been. They're just all really good, you know, and um, it's hard to pick a favourite match from one. But, I mean, Adam Cole and Gargano are such good performers that they'll probably be in my top five of NXT matches or whatever, you know. Yeah. Ernie who we move on slightly. We go on to the um the more bullshit portion of the WWE universe, which is um <laughs> David chest, which is War and SmackDown, um, where the powers that are Vince McMahon runs the show. So um mm-hmm. as as I said before at the start of the show, like if I'm talking a lot it's cause Ash isn't well so um, he sent me over the topics to discuss that we've, <coughs> we've kind of um, had a little chat about already. But we're going we're gonna to start with seeing, um, so after seeing Undertaker and Goldberg's promo, does it persuade us to watch Super Showdown tomorrow um, or today, if you're, wherever you're listening to this show? Um, you want to go first on that one? I feel like I've spoke
1: for a while. Yeah. Um, no, it doesn't make me doesn't persuade me to watch the Super Showdown at all. Uh, I will be curious, (coughs) sorry, I will be curious to say that uh, I'm going to go in and look at the results, which they will post eventually on Instagram or whatnot. But to actually sit and watch the show, no. Uh, For two reasons. One, because I don't really like Goldberg. And two, even if I did, they're both too old. Just let Undertaker retire with dignity. In, in my opinion, he should have gone when the streak finished. You know, when he laid down his cloak and his hat to rest in the middle of the ring, that should have been his time to go, that's it. Well,
0: that, you know? Just on that, that was, a, that was actually three years later. So uh, the streak ended at Mania 30 and he didn't put his hat, hat and coat down until Mania 33. I thought um, when he lost at 30, I felt like it was a, a perfect opportunity if he was to come back where he faced Bray Wyatt at 31, you know, yeah. I, thought he, I thought he was going to put people over from then, you know, and it wouldn't have even been a bad idea to go on a bit of a losing streak, you know, but
1: yeah. um,
0: no, yeah, I just got on this. Um, Goldberg was the hell out of me. Um, I wasn't into the last run that he had. Um, I, I, I thought it was extremely unnecessary. Hated it. Um, Take off, uh, like you say, they're both too old. They're, apparently, there's a, uh, these, these two together in the ring makes 106 years of age. 106 years of age. Just let that sink in oh. for a second. You know, this, yeah. is, ridic- this is ridiculous. And I mean, um, uh, you know, one of, one, one of them could potentially get hurt. You know, like um, just seeing both of them. Don't get me wrong. Their promos and their storytelling was, was cool. And it was actually all right. Like, watching it... Goldbergs thought, oh, well, wasn't
1: that bad, I'll be honest. Yeah. <clears throat> Goldbergs um, wasn't consi-
0: that bad at all. Considering he's normally really shit, I thought, oh, this is
1: actually... <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah. And I thought, oh, this is actually all right. And um, although... So, obviously, this is going to come into SmackDown a little bit, but... Um, Where on the SmackDown one, where Goldberg obviously is in the ring, and then Undertaker, it went dark, and then Undertaker came in, and then it went dark, and Undertaker fucked off. Did you think that there was a hell of a lot of time where it went dark? (laughs) Come on, Taker, roll out of the ring. How long does it take, you know? But yeah, yeah, I've I've got no interest in this at all. Um, If anything, uh, it's unfortunate because he got injured, but um, the one that they should have had, and I think probably would have happened if he was still fit, would have been Taker and things. But, um, you know, like people are saying online, this, these, both of those two ideas of a match are like 10 to 20 years too late. So, um, this is purely a money, money match, um, for, not for us, but for a different audience. Um, yeah. Um, the question was, does it persuade me to watch Super Showdown? My answer to that is no, but what does persuade me to watch Super Showdown is, um, Finn Balor versus Andrade Cien Almas, because I like to say his full name. Um, yeah. And Dolph versus Kofi Kingston. I want to watch those two matches. And like I said to you last week, it's unfortunate that those two matches have to take place on this show. Um, yeah. So I will not be tuning in anyway, because I'm at work tomorrow anyway. But... Um, I will try and catch up with those two matches. I'm not going to avoid spoilers or anything because I don't think there's anything to spoil. Um, the only thing I want to add um, on that is... Because um, I can throw in one of my uh, side notes here. So we've got Brock Lesnar um, saying to Paul Heyman, shouting at Paul Heyman that he's shouting the word Friday over and over again after battering the crap out of Seth um so I mean, we'll get
1: that. We'll... Is that is that is that related to Taker and Goldberg it's not what but you, we... you haven't
0: got another topic for it so that's why I was just well it's to... bullet
1: points isn't it
0: um it is but it kind of fits in now because it's slightly... oh right okay
1: yeah it's, yeah yeah, it's, yeah I know what you about it's
0: so... only cause it's the only other it's the only other part of um that we need to mention about Super Showdown
1: really yeah sorry my my head's all over the place yeah I get you, I get <laughs> what you mean now uh,
0: I just thought I'd throw it in now. So basically, the only thing I really liked about this was that the briefcase has gone back to basic rather than it looking like a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah it, was it. A, it was like a... Yeah, that's it, yeah.
0: So two things went through my mind on that. The first one was Brock's lost the briefcase. <laughs> you know, he's only had it a couple of weeks and he's lost it already. Um, and yeah. he is an actual stupid person. Um, and then the other one was like, oh, let's not take any kind of... Um, Let's not take any prestige away from the briefcase. But like I say, I've got no interest in this, really. But this will be a potential spoiler whenever you're going to watch the show. If you're going to watch the show, I wouldn't be surprised to see um, Brock Lesnar as a champion leaving Saudi Arabia, basically. You feel they'll Um, make
1: a massive decision like that in the Super
0: Showdown? That's exactly what I'm saying, because that is exactly the type of thing Vince McMahon will do.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, that
0: is exactly what I'm stressing to you right now. Um, the only <laughs> thing I've, I've just got a little dash next to that was um, yeah. where, uh, where, where uh, Seth was battered, basically. I liked that they threw in uh, Becky Lynch, you know, that they're obviously together, her look of concern and riding with him in the, um, in the ambulance, yeah. which was cool. Yeah. I liked, quite like that. And the other thing was uh, Jamie Noble. Jamie Noble was a man yeah, and it, it was cool because, um, so Jamie Noble was obviously like a backstage hand of yeah. something like with creative or whatever it is he does. But, uh um, It was a double, I, wasn't it? At one time. But I loved because yeah. uh, when it was, um, Jay and Jamie, <coughs> uh, with, oh, yeah. with Seth Rollins, I just loved that little yeah. question as if to say like, that's another reason why he was worried about him because they go way back. So I was like, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, I thought that was quite fun. Um, fun in a weird sense because Seth got the crap beaten out of him but I am not looking forward to what potentially comes at Super Showdown on Friday um, or today or yesterday or whenever you listen to this but um, yeah I just don't like the idea of Lesnar as champion but at least it kind of gets it out the way anything else you want to add
1: to there? Um, yeah uh, so (coughs) sorry No. Uh, this, this whole um so, okay, we've, I think we've spoken about Goldberg and Taker. Um, there's nothing really else to add to that. With Brock, I don't understand the smashing... Uh, it kind of... You say that that's the type of Vin- thing Vince would do. And, yeah, you're right. That, that's, that's not a lie. You've spoken all the truth. But I just have a feeling that the way he battered Rollins on Raw... It, 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 it's, gonna, it's, it, it's, it's a sign to say the good old Rollins comes from the ashes like a phoenix and destroys uh, Brock Lesnar again. I mean, if, so, there,
0: yeah, if, if you're going... So if there is a cash-in and a failure of a cash-in, that that's perfect to me. You know, that's, uh, yeah. that can only be good. Or imagine this angle, right? So say he cashes in and makes it a freeway. And Corbyn somehow wins. That could be interesting. A different, a different take on it, you know? Well, that's,
1: uh, that's what's going through the rumour mill at the moment. I mean, people are thinking Corbyn is going to get the title uh, eventually. Uh, they, they love Corbyn as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Vince McMahon
0: fucking loves Corbyn. Yeah, but does. he also fucking loves Brock Reznor.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and, it's just, yeah, I mean, this just worries me, really. I don't want to speak any more about it. But if you've got anything more to add... Um...
1: I think he's going to cash on uh, Kofi.
0: You think you think that's happening uh, at yeah. Super Showdown, or do you think it's
1: yeah.
0: down the line? Because
1: he will make a big decision. <clears throat> something's going to happen at Super Showdown that is going to tilt. That's going to make a little bit of a ruckus. We, we, all, we both know that.
0: Yeah? So Basically, what you're saying is that something's going to happen to lose a massive viewership, <laughs> is what you're saying. Because after it... Well, after the way things are going, the way um and with what's you know in the shadow, so to speak, yeah. I think if Brock Lesnar leaves Saudi as a champion, I think people are switching off.
1: But yeah, but I mean we all know that Boots is in his way, so yeah, that's most likely gonna happen. But it's gonna be it's gonna be against Kofi, it won't be against Seth. I don't think he will let Seth lose in full of that crowd because although it's Good money, essentially, it's blood money. I think he would want Seth uh, to have a a uh, I don't know to give him some dignity of losing in front of a, a US crowd. But I don't think he would care about whether Kofi would lose it or not. And if he was to lose it, and if he was to do something big, that would probably be the best way. That'll probably be the best place for him to lose it, which is at Saudi.
0: See, my opinion on that is that Vince, um, Vince, doesn't, Vince doesn't respect his audience at all. And I think he doesn't even think any, anything of that. I think he, he just does what he does regardless of where he does it. Um, I don't think that's even a thought process in his mind. The only time it was a thought process was when, say, CM Punk was in Chicago. I think um, that's the only kind of... But I think since then, no, nothing really matters. And I think he just does what he wants on his own agenda, and that's it. You know? Yeah,
1: I, just, I, know, I know what you mean. I, I you think mean.
0: it sucks, but... You ready for your next topic?
1: Yeah,
0: go ahead. Sure, so um, we have... Is the 24-7 title the hottest title in WWE right now?
1: I thought that was for Raw. I thought that was for SmackDown. Uh Sputter? But we, Go ahead, go ahead. I, I didn't
0: don't know. even
1: tell I you. Mean, it, that's my it, fault, because I didn't think even
0: it's technically for
1: both jokes but like yeah, you sent me true.
0: sent me a list all like muddled up so <laughs> 24% title the hottest title right now I mean it's two. Um yeah which is something I want to add actually like um, oh actually I'll add it I'll add it later there's another topic for that discussion but uh, okay. get the hottest title right now um, it's probably the, most, probably the most fun title right now but I don't think I think, like, you know, the the main title still holds every seat. Can you just back away from your mic a little bit? Sorry, like, I keep hearing. Can you not you. hear me? No, oh, I can hear you. You just need to back away a little bit because I'm hearing you in the kitchen, effectively. Oh, yeah, sorry, oh, right,
1: okay.
0: Making all your remedies or whatever. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. I just, uh, yeah. So the twenty <laughs> first Sorry to be a bit uh, picky there, but. Yeah. <laughs> People need to hear me and hear my opinion. Um,
1: (laughs) You go put yourself over again.
0: um, Yeah, I think the 24-7 title is the funnest. I don't know whether or not, like I said, I don't think it's the hottest, but um, I like what they're doing with it. I like how they're keeping it on a particular person too for the time being, even though he's lost it here and there. So Jinder beat him on a golf course and held it for like a minute or a couple of seconds. And then Elias beat him on SmackDown and then lost it again. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that they're kind of keeping a little bit of prestige on it. Um, I think it'll only grow at this time when it, when it gets to like bigger shows and things and you've got your legends and stuff like that sneaking in. The only thing that's annoying me with it is that how like everyone from like everyone from catering, like I like to say, runs out, you know, and chases him. And I'm like, but only one of you can kind of get a pin at a time. I just don't like how they're kind of portraying that. I, I would
1: prefer... Yeah, like... but it's like, the, it's like the lottery, though, isn't it? Only, yeah. only one or two will win, but it's not like, well, I'm not going to get it, so I'm not going to try, isn't it? everyone going to try so that they can get it at that time. I guess you so. Know, they but... could pin someone and then they can just do a winner. I, I,
0: think... get, I, get, I get that. Like back, back to when it was like the 24-7 hardcore and it was kind of like only one or two people at a time. You know, trying to take out the champion. I th- I just think like half the locker room chasing after him just makes it look really sloppy, and I don't I don't really like it because you think like you know it's not believable in the sense that that person has just surprised him and can get a pin, you know, because yeah. the whole locker room are just chasing him around the arena, you know. Yeah. Um, what I do like about it though is Car- Carmela's involvement, where she's like like constantly like looking out for him and stuff. And
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> she's having her own matches too. And like she's literally running around, and like he he's like jump on, like piggyback or whatever, and she go he, they just go running off together. And with the uh, with the golf course one as well, where um she was driving the golf cart, <laughs> I don't think our truth even caught up with it in the end. He was just sort no. of hanging on the hanging on the back of it. So that was that was kind of cool. But um I would rather just see like one or two people creep up on him, like in a backstage segment, rather than the whole locker room coming out, um you know during or whatever which is just a little bit stupid to me. But um, it's fun, and it's probably one of the more enjoyable segments of the show right now. It's something that you look forward to, and when it comes, (coughs) you're like, oh, "Oh, yes, here we go, you know? So, um, yeah, what do you think?
1: Uh, Is 24-7 title the hottest title right now? Yes, it is. Of course it is. A couple of weeks ago, the 24-7 title was ridiculed among WWE Universe as... You know, basically a jobbers title, which it is. Uh, but I can remember you and I, when we were discussing it, we were like, you know, I like the sound of this. This could actually jazz it up a little bit. And it's, exactly, it's done exactly what it says on the tin, yeah? And the hottest title, well, it's the most exciting. You said it's the most exciting title that is right now, right? Would you agree with that? Um,
0: yeah, well, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I sway more towards the word, like, fun. It's the, probably the more, most fun title right now. But in terms of hottest title, it depends how you take that, that word in.
1: I mean, it's sports entertainment. And this I is the title at, that's entertaining is the most.
0: I guess so. But in terms of like the hottest
1: title, I look so at it. So it's the it hottest it, title.
0: I don't know. Because I still look at it and think, well, it's not the
1: hottest title because it's all
0: a bit of a joke. I think you you're know,
1: giving and, too much of a gravity to the word hottest.
0: Well, maybe. Maybe I'm overthinking the whole situation. But um, No, I think it's the funnest title. Like, But in terms of like prestige and stuff it's not is it you know no, you, it's not. you know when you think of oh what's going to headline a pay-per-view you're not thinking of <laughs>
1: like,
0: are you you're, but not you're,
1: the, you're gonna <clears throat> but would you would you would you want the? would you want a segment of a 24-7 title to be oh, in, yeah. a, in a pay-per-view from now yeah,
0: on yeah for sure i'd like to see multiple um segments of it yeah but, um i just yeah i just i mean it like i said it's it's hard to agree with you because of the word wording of it. I don't think it's the hottest title in WWE, but I do think it's the funnest. You know, I just, just, I just love
1: everything. I just love everything about it. That it, of what we said of what of what there is hope for it to become, and how much it exceeded our expectations is is just great. And uh, again, this segment with uh, uh, Jim Mahal, Uh, on the golf course it was just so so good it was brilliant i loved every bit of it i just love the fact that he was on the golf course and jinder was in his wrestling gear
0: (laughs) i I love that and even
1: like people was like why is he with his wrestling gear like dude that's what makes it even more funnier why are you questioning that that's what makes it even more hilarious that's what gives the entertainment like the whole, just everything about it was just brilliant, yeah. like He was ready to go. He was the most prepared. <laughs> he was in his wrestling you know, like attire on a golf course, and he still lost it in like 20 seconds. All of, the, all of it, it was, it was just perfect. And that <laughs> is what I want to see more from the 24-7 title. And that's what makes it hot right now. It's just that like you're just looking, you know. <clears throat> it's, I, I find this the equivalent um, of, rec- um, of, of uh, Fire, Firefly Funhouse. I'll be honest with you. I think it's just as funny, just as entertaining, but just in wrestling format.
0: That's fair enough. Um, yeah, I, don't, I did like Jinder just rocking up in his gear. It's <laughs> just, just like ready to go at any at a moment's notice. But um what I like what I like about that, for example, is that it can happen with one person. It I, the only thing that's annoying for me with this whole twenty four seven business is that the whole locker room is running after him. And it just I just prefer like just like how it was in the old days with a case of like one or two people you know in succession or whatever it's like the whole the rest of the locker room are kind of like teaming together to be, you know, when, when really it should be more of an individual thing and be like you know I, I guess where that's where our truth's doing his character work in a sense of like oh we need to get it off of him but realistically yeah. like is our truth like that intimidating as a champion no you know so I guess I think it's um it's just got some work to do, but I'm enjoying it. From what, what's been happening with it, I am enjoying it. I think it's funny, but yeah, you you you're you're to say it's the hottest, but I personally don't think it's the hottest. Um, yeah, cool. yeah, cool. Um, all right, with Raw, I'm just reading through your fucking bullshit notes, um, <laughs> in the nicest nice way possible. Okay, so I'll save the next one for SmackDown. This one was. Um, are Cesaro and Ricochet's matches proof that WWE still have what it takes to provide good wrestling? Um, do you mind if I go first on this? Um, yeah, so when, you, when you When you say WWE, um, you know, all I can think of is, like, they, they are still providing great wrestling on different brands. So, like, NXT and 205 Live, if, you wanna, if you're a wrestling fan of, of, the, in-ring, of the in-ring content, without any particular storytelling or whatever. You can see good wrestling week in, week out um, on yeah. those shows. So I didn't want to ignore that. Um, what I just want yeah. to say about Cesaro and Ricochet, though, these matches have been so good, haven't they? They're, they're literally yeah. so good. It's like I'm watching an NXT match or product on Raw. Um, and I love, at the moment, that it means nothing. And all it is is a case of, oh, a bit of one-upmanship, really, at the moment. Um, I'm hoping like, it does deserve to go for a title or whatever. But um, when, when you think back to, I mean, some of Cesaro's best work has been done without any of that involved. Like when he had his best of seven with um, Seamus, he became a tag team, you know? Cesaro's yeah. such a good And Ricochet's just, yeah, as well. He's just such a, um, such a good talent to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, these matches are kind of absolute fire as far as I'm concerned. There's no negative in these whatsoever. Um, yeah. Um don't know what more I can say really. I'm running out of positive words. I need to get a dictionary or a thesaurus out.
1: Yeah, this the with
0: Exquisite. It absolutely yeah. exquisite. Um yeah, yeah I, I enjoy this this segment as well.
1: Um, okay. So Uh, Yeah, I I agree with your points about WWE Um, in regards to NXT, which we just spoke about. Like, no match was terrible, and generally, all takeovers are amazing. And, you know, even 205 Live is generally good wrestling. Um, The problem with WWE isn't the proof of whether they could provide good wrestling, it's whether they can still keep up with great engaging storylines that's always been our frustration anyway and just dumb decisions that they make in regards to booking so um, yeah i mean of course it's proof that wwe still have what it says to provide good wrestling they're not short of talent um they've, they've got loads of it they just don't utilize it properly um,
0: Yeah, i do agree with that too um, um i don't think yeah. you need storytelling you do need good storytelling but like exactly. With everything else that's going on right now, like it's no secret that the product's been pretty poor. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think this needs any criticism. Like, no. in that, I'm like, uh, you know, don't pick holes in it for the sake of it, you know. Um, it, it's good. And I'm glad both guys are getting the time to, pre- like, you know, to show off their well, talent.
1: <clears throat> I'm not 100% happy in the direction, I'll be honest. I love the matches, but, you know, it, it hasn't got it's it's still 50, 50, 50 booking. Um, there is still no storyline. Um, you know they they they're not being utilised. Um, you know and I kind of I feel like they're kind of like spamming the fuck out of it, like they did with Ray and Almas.
0: Yeah, um, uh, and, okay, um, I totally
1: get that. Um, I'm, 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 I'm also scared that this may lead into them tag teaming like Cesaro did with Shame. Do you know what I mean? So <coughs> I want to enjoy the matches for what it is, and I am, but I can't live in a void when I know that these are all things that WWE have done and are capable of doing in the future. Um, so. You know, these are these are kind of what I'm worried about and what I kind of want to see from them in regards to a proper storyline and getting new to like like for example, and um, it kind of like draw, drafts in, like the the very mysterious relinquishing the title to Samara Joe. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just lazy. I mean, okay, some people have a good point. That I've heard, you know, like one of my friends is saying, well, Samojo technically never lost it because he didn't have his shoulders down. So, fine. If you want to go through that, <clears throat> then make that a case. But if you're making it the case that Raymond Stavio is relinquishing it because of injury, then fucking let them wrestle for it, then. Let them well, wrestle. You've got, somebody, you've, got, you've got Ricochet and Cesaro having fire matches. Yeah. yeah. Let, them, let them wrestle to have a match... With Samara Joe, you know, whoever wins, you know, do you know what I mean? You've got uh, Bobby Roode and EC Through just doing absolutely jack shit.
0: Yeah, and they could have
1: used that to fight for the US title.
0: No, I do agree with everything you just said in that sense of bringing a title into it. Um, Just what I want to say about Ray and Samara Joe quickly. I'm not a yeah. Joe fan. I don't, I don't like Joe. <laughs> ever. Why don't
1: do you think, like Joe? What's the problem with
0: Joe, man? I'm not sure. I've just never been sold on him. Like, I remember him from TNA and stuff, and I just never, never really liked him. But what, what he is good at is being like a monster heel. Yeah, he's so and good the, at it. And the fact you know. that Rey, Rey Mysterio has got a cast on his arm or whatever, and he's yeah. literally like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to choke you out anyway. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was like kind of glorious in a way. Um, yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah no, they do definitely need to make the mid-card titles um more meaningful.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and it wouldn't be a bad idea to say okay. Um, you know, do you know you know what I what I do miss actually? Um, was the um the US Open challenges
1: or Yeah, shit.
0: Well, or, yeah. it, or the Intercontinental Champion uh, challenges because one you didn't know who you were going to get. I right. mean Likely it is John Cena would have won. That's fine, you know, but you know John Cena. No, but you know he was going to have a match. Like you were going to, you knew he was going to have a decent match. And um, yeah. he did. He did have a decent match with Cesaro, with Sami Zayn, with um, with whoever else that he'd, he'd wrestled it for those in those matches. You know. And yeah, like you say, when you see something like Cesaro and Ricochet, you kind of think like, oh, like reward them with something. And yeah, like if there's a title, literally going spare effectively. Um, I don't want that to sound disrespectful, but it kind of is, you know, throw them in is, with that, is. you know, yeah. and what, what WWE will do is at the next one stomping Grounds or whatever, because <clears throat> this current pay-per-view is, oh, money, money, money pay-per-view, so they're not actually booking their mid-carders very well. But say yeah. when they get to the next pay-per-view and they say, oh, okay, it will be a fatal four-way, you know, I don't want to see that. I want to see like, um, I want to see it in a proper program, a one-on-one program. You know, yeah. like you know, yeah. like Styles and Joe was, but for the main title last year, yeah. Styles, Nakamura. I know that one got a little bit more of a negative response, but like, I wouldn't mind seeing a few pay-per-view run. You know, back. Oh, all right, so when Ziggler and Miz went at it for the Intercontinental, yeah, World, so that's a
1: better I, example. Yeah, that was a better. <laughs> example.
0: All right, I'm sorry, it's getting late. Um, but yeah, so that was a better example. But yes, yeah, so I want to see that little bit more prestige in the titles, and let us make you know have a little bit more. Um, <coughs> little bit more interest in them, um, and I do think Cesaro and Ricochet kind of deserve that with what they've um,
1: Did, yeah, absolutely
0: what they've, been, what they've been able to do. Because so, I'll be honest
1: with you, they're they're holding Raw up at the moment right now yeah, okay, when regards like, to wrestling.
0: With Roar it's kind of like it's it's such a roller coaster right now that it's in good and bad moments.
1: Yeah,
0: it, yeah. It's like oh, there's another bad bit. You know, the, all all depending on a person's entrance music, and you'll go, oh yeah, okay, this will be all right or you yeah. think that was fucking dreadful again, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, so I mean, like, are you all right to finish on that topic? You done with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay, it. so um, with Raw, we're kind of done. Um, I just wanted to mention my, um, my own little side notes, so they were your topics, even though I read them out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the only exciting thing, or the only thing that I like from this whole Shane McMahon, Roman Reigns, ugh, Mess. Oh for God's um, sake, yeah. Absolute, absolute clusterfuck. Um <coughs> was um I just love the shatter machine as a tag team finisher. I think it's so good. Yeah. Um it looks bloody brutal as well. I think it's I think it's an incredible move. I like that. Um yeah, I'm gonna talk about the wild card
1: stuff in I mean, with, think, <coughs> in,
0: in with something
1: else later. So um we'll I mean the it. bloodline I think is just uh like, I don't know. First of all, well, first of all, we know what the wild, the wild card rule is for now, basically, and it's to have Roman on both shows. Yeah, so we kind of get yeah. it now, what he wants to do. Um, yeah. But I'm just confused with who Roman is beefing now. First of all, it was Elias, now it's Shane. Uh, it's briefly Drew, but then was not now, it's Shane again. And it will be Drew it, later on, after such, he finds uh, Shane. It's just it's such, all over the fucking place. It's just really winding me up.
0: It is such a clusterfuck. This um, this whole angle,
1: whole picture at the moment. I, I, I think it's awful. Um, um, but yeah, the bloodline. I, I like. That's such a good stable name. <laughs> like Um, it and works. I like this side of the Usos. Like S- yeah. on SmackDown, they were really serious, and now like on Raw, the Jokers. And like their promo when, when they got interviewed, and it was like, yeah, she's just going to be sweating. He's not even going to be doing anything. He's just going to be full of sweat. And that just yeah. that just killed me. I just yeah.
0: thought that's just that's so true. <laughs> um, yeah, I should say they've got <laughs> given a little bit more creative freedom by the looks of it. But yeah, I think. I mean, so. I, 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 it's it's hard for me to find something positive about this. Like, since <laughs> I turn roar on and you hear that dun dun, dun 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 I thought, oh, for fuck's sake, not again. You know, literally. Really. And I think, as soon, as soon that still as, doesn't trigger me. What about it's,
1: the money? That triggers right, me. That's oh,
0: well, that gonna Go insane. Well, that triggers me too. But, like, since Roman was drafted to SmackDown, he's been on yeah. every week. And yeah, get, yes. I just think, like, oh, for goodness sake, you i know? just said it.
1: The wild card is for Roman to be on both shows.
0: It's bollocks, yeah. honestly. It's such nonsense. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to talk anymore about that. On board.
1: Uh All <laughs> right, uh, <Firefly laughs> Funhouse,
0: what do you think? Um, Firefly Funhouse. So, um, it, <coughs> so it reeks of Vince McMahon getting his hands on it. Which, uh, <laughs> Which can only spell bad news for Bray moving forward, because this has been one of his criticisms since being there. Like, all the stuff he comes up with is solely his own. And um, it's all his character work. It's all he's writing. And he is so creative that the yeah. fact that WWE officials or whoever, well, one person effectively yes, does, yeah, yeah, do- doesn't like that someone else is doing or coming up with better ideas than him. So he's like, right, I better squash that or get involved with that. You know, and um, yeah, the puppet with the devil horns was just fucking stupid, and I mean, it, it annoyed me because I was like, I I, I liked the huscus or was it Husky? Yeah. Hus-
1: yeah, I
0: quite like because um, uh, <coughs> it, it obviously throws reference to Husky Harris, and obviously where he'd um, you know, now he's a changed man, and he's uh, you know, he said the whole world in his hands and stuff. He kind of went for his character development, and I thought that was quite cool. But then as soon as to um. Oh, H. as soon as Vince McMahon poked his head around the corner I was like oh no like not not again yes. you know oh, he's ruined it again you know and then yeah and well, then we went into- I don't think
1: he's ruined it but it has potential if he keeps up this type of shit
0: then it went into dance break sort of stuff but um mm. yeah I mean they've released the t-shirt with that on haven't they the uh, yeah. white,
1: yeah the white <laughs> thing yeah
0: you know and it was it's a shame
1: I, I mean, I, I, was, I was enjoying it for the last at first. I, I mean, I was wondering at some point, when is it going to get creepy? And then yeah. the empty your mind bit came. I was like, ah, there we go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Nice. And um, it's like I said to you the other week, though, like,
0: we thought he was coming at money in the bank and we thought yeah. he came too soon. So in that sense, I'm glad that, like, it looks like they've gone, oh, fuck, we have to write a few more little skits. And it looks like they're writing them week by week, especially as Vince McMahon came out with the devil horns. Because I feel like that, that was a throwaway... <laughs> jo- I think that was a reference to the John Moxley um, podcast. Um, think so. Yeah, I've, I do definitely think so. Where um, if you haven't listened to it, it's an interesting listening. Um, if you're a w- if you're solely WWE or if you're open to everything, listen to it because listen to it with an open mind because yeah. it will um, it will give you an interesting insight to what he was dealing with with Vince McMahon basically. But yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think the whole Devil Horn thing was kind of referring to that. Um, which is annoying. I mean, he's a
1: great, he's a good friend of, he's a great, he's a good friend of John though, isn't
0: he? So, um, yeah, but it's just annoying in the sense of like, well, Vince, Vince has got to have the last laugh and he's got to put himself over again to do that. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. just bothers me in general, you know, just like, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, I hated, I yeah. hated, hated that little part of the Firefly Funhouse, but I'm glad that the Firefly Funhouse is, is kind of back and on, you know, regularly, regularly and kind of gone back to what it was when it first started. So, um. Yeah. Yeah, I did enjoy that. Um, What else have I got for Raw? Uh, Lacey, Charlotte. Um, Yeah, I don't want to talk about either of those. (laughs) 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 Uh, I've said everything You don't want to talk
1: about women's wrestling? Are you you all right, mate? Are you the ill
0: one today? I'll get get to Charlotte on SmackDown. Uh, I just wanted to say for Raw. uh, uh, We we were talking about it the other week. um, Manhandle Slam is now yeah. the move is the finisher name for Becky's finisher. So <laughs> yeah. that, was, um, that was okay. I guess uh, we've got a name for it. So um, Lastly, I just want to say that the um, Triple H and Randy promo just cracked me up because um, I'm not a Randy fan at all, but this actually made me like him a little bit more, where it was like he couldn't give a shit, could he? He, was, no, um, he, did, he you literally know, like, did not
1: care, you could tell.
0: But then Triple H was the same as well. Triple H was trying, <laughs> H was trying to keep his... Like
1: yeah, um, professionalism. It,
0: yeah, and intensity. <laughs> but when randy's just laughing, you know, that's just what they, this, <laughs> this whole match is to them. They were just sort of like, oh, you could you tell know. when
1: it went backstage. Like Connor was like, "What the fuck, dude? What are you doing?" <laughs> like Yeah, for Randy, like, oh, it, doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a blood money match. It's fine. Don't forget about it.
0: Randy. No, is, no one else
1: takes it seriously.
0: <laughs> yeah, Randy <laughs> is just literally having a laugh. So it was, yeah. that was quite comical to see because I think um His expressions were summing up how a lot of us are seeing the show, um, Super Showdown. So um, that was quite amusing to me. I I enjoyed that as much as I I was going to fast forward through that, but then I actually thought it was quite funny. So I enjoyed that. Um, That is me covered for Raw. You got any
1: bullet points? Uh, No, that's me as well.
0: Okay, cool. Um, All right, so let's go straight in. We've only got one topic (coughs) because we kind of covered the Goldberg thing for um, just now on uh, Raw anyway. So uh what we've got was was alexa bliss the right choice to face bailey at the next pay-per-view that they're allowed to work on being stomping grounds you shoot first cuz you know i've got an opinion yeah I bet you have
1: all right first of all we was just talking about how confused we are and this isn't i mean uh, with with uh <clears throat> with roman and this and he, and he's not the first one we're confused i mean just generally it's all sort a of mess with Alexa coming onto SmackDown, okay, wild card, we get it. But on Raw, she was a face. And then on SmackDown, it seemed like she became like a little bit of heel, like a dark... I don't know, it was just really weird how her dynamics changed, like literally one day after. Um, it's not... It's not... Surprise, I mean... It's not, sur- not... Surprise is not the right word. It's not new. It's been done before, but there were, it, 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 it has been couched in something where this just had no context whatsoever. But that's why it kind of threw me off guard a bit. Like, what? Like, even, like, a tweet from Lance Storm was like, wasn't Alexa Bliss a face yesterday? <laughs> and I was like... We, yeah. we're, actually be-
0: we're actually becoming big fans of Lance Storms." Thrill, <laughs> yeah. aren't we?
1: I love his <laughs> tweets. I'm, I'm addicted say, to his tweets.
0: We, tweet. we, we mention him quite a lot on this show, so uh, yeah. big up, Lance. I, yeah, yeah, I
1: he's actually? just great. He's just a funny, funny guy. I
0: just really he's, like. um, he's, he's actually someone I want to try and meet at WrestleCon at some point. I just yeah, no, not, he, he is. He's
1: hilarious. He's I want to meet him guy.
0: for any of his wrestling history. I just want to meet him. No. For <laughs> him.
1: He's <laughs> just,
0: he's just brilliant.
1: Um, yeah, you, you, want uh, to you still Yeah, it just feels like creative. WWE creative are like, okay, we need to give Bailey a challenge for the one was title, and Vince is like, I'll get it. Charlotte, obviously. And Creator's like, okay, but sir, you know, she's got too many opportunities and the uh, universe are pissed. You know, can't we give someone else a shot like Ember Moon? Okay, uh, let's give it to Alexa Bliss. I'm like, yeah, but she's on Raw and I'm sure some fans are still getting tired. And is like, nope, Wildcard will remember. I'm a genius. And then Creator's like, Lisa, you know what I mean? That's, like, that's what's playing in my head. And this good is kind shit. of how it's As, uh, like, okay.
0: As John Moxley was saying on his podcast, it's good shit. Yeah, man, it's, it's just good like, shit, man. It's good shit. That's what Vince McMahon is gonna be known for now. So yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like that's what I keep seeing. I keep seeing memes. Yeah. With McMahon with the horn devil saying it's just good shit. <laughs>
0: just good shit. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'll just <coughs> speak briefly. <coughs> Briefly on the wild card, I've just said this is absolute shit yeah. um, so basically um, half of that. So it's, so yeah, Alexa obviously <laughs> being a wild card thing. But I want to talk about the women separately. But um, just to put it into context with this wild card nonsense, that lumberjack match between our truth and Elias, half of those people were raw. So I yeah. am
1: like,
0: I am like at this point, how many wild cards are we having? You know? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Was it at four? It was supposed to be four.
0: And both rosters are stacked. You can find someone to put out there. You don't need to put half the Raw roster out there. It just makes no sense to me. But yeah, the wild card Raw is absolute bollocks and it's really pissing me off. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so, right. Here's what we've all been waiting for, folks. Yeah. (laughs) Women. Okay. um, Charlotte shouldn't have been anywhere near this in the first place. Agreed. Uh, um, She should have been... She should have fucked off ages ago. Um... The thing I would say about Charlotte is that she needs to take the loss in this match. I don't think it does her any damage to lose for once or once in a while. She needed to lose this match. Carmella didn't need to lose this match at all. Um, yeah. As for Alexa, she shouldn't even be there. She shouldn't be even in the match in, in the first place. I like Alexa. I'm an Alexa fan, but she shouldn't be challenging for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It just no. Makes, no, it makes,
1: it makes no sense. No makes sense whatsoever.
0: It makes no booking sense whatsoever, and um, I think I think the match will be all right. I think it will be better than uh, when um, Alexa and Bailey worked before. And the only positive as well, I'd say, is I'm glad Alexa is cleared. Um, yeah. because so, we were all a bit worried that she was kind of might be done, but I'm glad she's um, yeah cleared. You you mentioned a name, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put so I'm gonna I'm gonna put Carmela in there because I don't think Carmela's had her proper shot. Really, I mean, I know she was winning. Well, team. I mean,
1: she's Money in the Bank
0: winner. She was, yeah, oh, okay, but like it was, her thunder was slightly stolen by that, you know, James Ellsworth and stuff. Yeah. So, um, but all right, so I'm happy with Carmella being in the match, and yeah. I was really happy that Sonia and Mandy were like mm. kind of startling something with her, and I'm like I said from last week about the whole jealousy angle. I kind of like that. Yeah.
1: Uh, um.
0: So I'm just gonna throw another name at you. Where you said Ember Moon? This, yeah. so this so the match that the match that should be the number one contenders match for Bailey's title should yeah. be em, Ember Moon versus Thank you. versus Liv Morgan. Mm. Um, what? And the way I say that is because Liv really, Morgan, yep, I totally before did...
1: before, before So forget because uh, personally I don't think Carmella. Before Mandy, before uh, Sonia, you're saying you're saying. You,
0: You asked me this last week, right? You asked me, or or the week before, who should be the number one contender to Bayley's title, and I said Sonya Deville. But just just in the way that things have um, escalated and how stories are being created, I like what they're doing with Mandy, Sonya, and Carmella. That's why I haven't touched them. That's why I've left them to do their own thing. That's my reasoning behind it. But the point I'm going to make, so Liv Morgan is still yet to have her debut on SmackDown. Yeah, she hasn't uh, had it yet. And her Twitter um, is starting to gather a bit of steam in the yeah, sense of she's saying SmackDown Live. She's calling it SmackDown Live. And I think the best way to get her over is by sticking her straight in a number one contenders match and having win it. I just think that is the best way to say Liv Morgan is here and she's a, she's a threat. You know, I think that would be perfect booking sense in my mind anyway. That works. Um, so, yeah, I would put Bailey versus Liv Morgan.
1: Um, I think it'll be idealistic I, to be honest with you, but I, I'm not against it. I
0: just as the next potential match. And the thing is, as well, where you were so surprised with what I when I said it, that's that that's the kind of reaction that should be happening with WWE right now. That would yeah. be like, oh, okay, Liv Morgan's in the frame, you know? Yeah, 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 like,
1: yeah.
0: You know, and I think that makes booking sense. Um, like I say, don't get me wrong, I would prefer it to be Sonya Deville. Don't get me wrong, I love that lady, but um, Liv Morgan, I think, like I say, if if you're going to have a triple threat, like. You had three, three former women's champions in that trip, right? And then yeah. you got Ember Moon sitting backstage reading magazines or tearing up magazines. <laughs> you know, I think, what, yeah. I think what's going to happen is you're going to have Sonia and Mandy versus Ember and Carmella. I think that's what's happening. But, yeah, I'm fully behind the Liv Morgan thing. I think, um, I think Liv Morgan should be um, given a shot. I don't understand why she hasn't at all. Um, but yeah, my only other side note to take away from that whole uh, segment was um, Charlotte should have taken the loss, and it looked like they made her look so fucking strong as well, because it looked like that um, it looked like um, Carmella was about to tap out to the um, figure eight until, um, until Alexa did the dive off the top rope, and I was like, yeah, yeah. why?" Why is it the Charlotte show all the time? You know, like she dominated the whole match. She did all at, pretty much every finisher that she has. I think she did the big boot, and I think she might have hit a spear. And I was like, why are you making her look so strong still, you know? And I think the worry is that she's going to be challenging Becky Summerslam for, um, for the Raw title. I imagine that's going to be down the line because they can't let it go. You know, I think um, you need to a little bit more creative with the women's division. and it's I really think we need to just
1: accept the fact that she is going to surpass uh, her dad's 16 title run. It's just going to happen.
0: Mate, she's going she's to fucking treble it at this rate. Um, she's going to just be considered, you know, and, and Rick's already said it as well. He, <coughs> he, he said he thinks that, you know, um, Charlotte's going to surpass him and I just think it's ridiculous. Ludicrous. <coughs> Um, And it's just annoying when you see people that aren't getting the shot. You know, I say Liv Morgan as an example, you know, she hasn't even debuted yet on on the show. And it's just, you know, people were saying on Raw as well, where's Naomi at? You know, where's Where's where's
1: Natalia? That's true.
0: You know, like, it's just, yeah, we're just being force fed with the same shit because it's good shit. Um, So, yeah, that's really frustrating. Um, Uh, We haven't actually got any more talking points for SmackDown, but... I've got a couple of side notes. Have you got anything else to add? Yeah.
1: Uh, so Lars Sullivan finally uh, had a debut promo to which he spoke, um, and it couldn't have gone worse for him. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, that's, that's a bit. It's a bit harsh, but it wasn't great. Let's be honest. Uh, it was pretty painful. It felt like a mix sort of mid two thousand Kane and Heidenreich merged into like one. I, <laughs> one I, I, one, it was like, it, I, like I saw I saw a meme because everyone was just literally blasting it and it was just taking a piss. And I saw one meme that I said no one, and then I had last Sullivan. Do you like nursery rhymes? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, <laughs> it just it 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 just killed me. I mean, it was painful for him as well. Like you could hear it clearly, just the crowd just shouting boring. Yeah, um, it just un- wasn't nice for him. It's, it's unfortunate just... for Lars, like you say,
0: it's unfortunate for him. Um, I think he's a bit, he's still a bit nervous to talk. I think, um, but a, a character like that doesn't really need to talk a lot. Um, I don't know. And he was I, just I kind
1: of opening himself up, like the the the, the thing because one of them I usually describe with one word, and people are like racist. I'm like, it's like, oh, <laughs> like you kind of ask for that man if you're gonna.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. I know it was in the past, but still, right.
0: I haven't got a whole lot to say about it, in truth. Um, um, I'm just
1: expecting them to do a dance routine in two years' time because that's what they yeah. do with some jobbers now and again, don't they?
0: So. Or um, Go into some sort of pregnancy storyline, like my man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the cl- Like you, you said, Heiden, Reich and Kane, yeah, but Snitsky, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most accurate. Um, representation of what he is, so, yeah. like, even even down to the weird beard. You know, it's yeah. it's teen slippy. Everyone. <laughs> He's a lovey um, yeah But I'm not really that bothered either way by Lars, to be honest. I I actually forgot <laughs> that that segment was happening. <laughs> um, I, when I, it was it, uh, it was it Kayla, <laughs> Kayla, Kayla Braxton in the ring.
1: Yeah, yeah, Kayla Braxton was
0: in the ring. Yeah. So I. All right. So her acting though, her acting was very
1: like. Well, this was like my, my fault.
0: Um, my thought process was um, oh, so they're going to so they're interviewing Goldberg he's not doing his own promo <laughs> I really forgot about that <laughs> and I was like when his music hit I was like, oh yeah <laughs> um, which is unfortunate for him <laughs> um, yeah. which and is what un- is
1: it all for? just to fight Lucha House Party it doesn't need no, that but, promo it just doesn't need a promo no
0: one like, gives a shit it makes no sense. It's just, just, a, just a waste of airtime. time.
1: Yeah,
0: it is. It's a waste of time. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I want, to, I want to get behind it, I guess, and get behind him, because it's something different, you? new. But, yeah, I don't think he's, um, he's in ring work's not bad. It's fine, you know. But, um, and it's something different. It's something different to Roman Reigns and Charlotte Flair. So. But um, I'll be honest, I totally forgot about it. I was like, oh, yeah, Lars Sullivan, that old, that old hack. How are you? But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's a whole lot for me, to tell you the truth. Um, yeah. Just on the topic of promos, what, the one I did like was... Um, and it, it's annoying because I mentioned it a few weeks back and I couldn't remember it then and I can't remember it now. But at the time, it was good and it's uh, Alistair Black, his promo. Um, they've been really good. And I'm just wondering who he's going to wrestle, um, Who is this working towards, you know? Um,
1: I, 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 I mean, it, I just don't... Yeah, I I like Alistair Black, but it feels like with him and other people, like they're just making odd decisions. EC3 is a mute and Alistair Black is just trapped in a promo room and hasn't been out for five to six weeks.
0: Alistair Black is one of those characters that you don't need to see on TV a whole lot though. He's got that kind of mystique to be like an Undertaker type character if you you want him to be. Um, And I think, I like what he's kind of, what he's talking about is quite dark and mysterious. So it'd be interesting to see who he's going to wrestle. But if they just go, oh, once Roman Reigns is done with um, Shane and uh, Elias, they'll go, oh, Roman Reigns. And I'll be like, oh, that's boring. So I hope it works out to be something cool.
1: Well, he's Uh, been put to SmackDown, but ideally you know, if he comes out with a food with Bray Wyatt, that would be just perfect.
0: That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be. They're both
1: mysterious and both. I just, I think it would be perfect.
0: You know, like we're fantasy booking here. But like. Yeah,
1: I know we are. Oh, no. That would be cool. We can always dream.
0: Yeah, that's all we seem to do, really.
1: <laughs> yeah. They don't
0: give us a whole lot of <laughs> Um Side <laughs> note, other side note, I've got to um, So I mentioned Ooh. it earlier, like it's, there's only two matches I'm really interested in on Super Showdown, and the Balor and elmas build has been so decent considering yeah. it hasn't really been built that much. And um, yeah, I thought this on SmackDown, their little skit where he came out and kind of handed his handed him a little yeah. bit was quite um, cool. And I was like, oh, that's a match I'm actually looking forward to seeing. Bearing in mind it's Demon as well, and like they haven't really said anything about the Demon. It's nah. just been a case. I wish the title was on the line though. I don't think it is the Unicona no it doesn't
1: deserve to be not a showdown it doesn't doesn't deserve to have that many titles what's wrong with you man but then I hope
0: um, I hope that like they keep it flowing into the next pay-per-view or whatever
1: yeah exactly
0: for a little while you know it's not important it
1: doesn't need to be a title match
0: Andrade um, CN Almas and Finn Balor have just got so much potential to be able to work really well together Um, yeah
1: they're the Ricky's Twins Cesaro of SmackDown.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Rick Yeah, yeah, exactly. A good, good, good um, analogy. I like that. Um, um, that's the only other match I'm kind of interested to see. So, uh,
1: oh, sorry. Go ahead. Before you finished. Yeah.
0: Um, no, just was one last SmackDown thing, and it's back to the 24/7 uh,
1: yeah. thing.
0: I'm glad it had a proper match. Um, <laughs> did you see how, <laughs> how Truth won it back? Did you see it on like? Yeah, yeah, main- of course. Yeah. where he hits his head on the chair or whatever. I thought that was <coughs> quite cool. Uh, I'm glad they addressed how he won it back. I thought, I thought that was quite cool. But um, I've got highlighted Drake Maverick's dive. <laughs> so <he> as <laughs> so R-Truth running into the corner, he does like a, it's almost like he's a goalkeeper and just went splat. And um, yeah, just really like Drake's been trying to catch him all this time, you know, and he does this massive dive and just like falls straight on his face. And I think because of like, his size and stuff, I thought that was genius. I really like that. That was one of my favourite parts of SmackDown this week, actually. However, um,
1: paid, um, so. New Day versus uh, Sammy and uh, Owens. Um, I didn't like it. It felt like 50 50 booking, although I don't think they have done this tag teaming. I mean, we saw it, but that was in like a dark match. Um, I, I mean, but I, 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 just think Sammy and Owens need to go there and wait, like they need, because Oz they're just going to be, just continue to be jobbers for the new day, which I don't want to see. So either they do something with them, and Sammy um, stays on SmackDown, or they, uh, or they just stop doing these matches because it's just pointless.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I don't, I don't dislike Sammy and KO together. I think they do work well together, but yeah, I'm a, like I'm a, I'm no, no, why,
1: but I mean that's this is what it's resulting into if they are. That's what I was gonna
0: say like, I mean, I'm a fan of them both. <laughs> I'm a fan of them both individually, so that's why I would like to see them work. You know, uh, I don't necessarily want to see them work each other right away, unless it's for like a title at a big show, because they'll that that like tear the house down. Um, but yeah, they deserve to be like on their own, doing their own thing, really, but. Again, it's it, way you say 50-50, it's lazy, as if to say, oh, we haven't got really anything for you at the moment, so we'll put you nah. together, you know? Um, and it's frustrating, like you say, it's, it's good shit. So um,
1: <laughs> yeah, That's I'm, just going to be a line now that we're going to be Yeah,
0: saying. for sure. Whenever you know someone's behind something, it's good shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, sorry. We should probably put an explicit label next to this podcast.
1: Yeah, parental advisory, you know
0: for this particular
1: episode. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> you got anything? No,
1: no, nah, nah, that's it.
0: Um, so basically, this week's NXT episode was the um, pre-show or pre-recording <laughs> <tutorial. coughs> um, And on it, you had um, Keith Lee doing his thing and he still looks good. Um, but the highlight for me was um, Mia Yim versus Bianca Belair again. Um, and I thought, oh, is it going to be exactly the same as the match I saw last week? But what they're building here is quite a nice little TV rivalry. Um, I think is the best way to sum it up. And um, Mia getting a big win in front of a, big, a big-ish crowd was, yeah. uh, was so needed. Because although this is going to be on an NXT episode, or it was, it was in front of the TakeOver crowd. So the crowd was hot and they were really into her. So I was really pleased for her. Um, and they've just made a new T-shirt for her as well. Um, this was something I want to talk about. I ain't got anything more to add, by the way, for the whole, paper, uh, for the whole podcast. Um, it's just a little extra I wanted to say and just have a little conversation about. Uh, when was the last time you bought a wrestling t-shirt? Me? Yeah. Uh,
1: okay, so that's worrying. Three, four months ago. Yeah. <laughs> that's worrying in itself.
0: Um, yeah. So what there's been a lot of backlash for recently on, on the line is... Yeah. Um, the creative department for (laughs) graphic design on t-shirts. And um, I I have to agree, you know, they're just so lazy and so boring, a lot of them. Um, We mentioned it earlier, we touched on it earlier with Bray Wyatt's new ones that have come out. And not. I I haven't got a Bray Wyatt t-shirt and I would like one. And these are just, I just don't like either of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're not great. So I'm going to wait and see what they do and see if they bring out a new one. But, there's people on Twitter that say I work in graphic design. I can work freelance for you. Do yeah. you want me to? Live? Do you need my help? Effectively, because this Mia Yim one is very, very basic. It's just her name in like neon, like um, characters, basically on the front of the shirt. And I'm like, mm, that's a bit lazy, you know. Bearing in mind, she calls herself the um, the HBIC. Um, are you down with the kids? Do you know what that stands for?
1: <coughs> HBIC.
0: Yeah.
1: You want to have a guess? Who, no? Whose t-shirt is that?
0: Uh, no, no. So this is what I'm saying. Like, this is Mia Yim's character. She calls herself the HBIC, but they haven't even incorporated it into her t t-shirt. All they put on her t-shirt was her name. That was it. But um, oh, head, right, okay. head, head Bitch in Charge is the... Um, oh, right, okay. HBIC stands <sighs> for and off. I actually quite like that. And I think they could, they could have incorporated that into the t-shirt a little bit, you know. Um, especially as it's like what the kids are down with at the moment. But, um, but yeah, the creative side of T-shirts and stuff like that. The last, the last one I actually genuinely liked was at Mania, where it was a Statue of Liberty with um, uh, Finn Balor's face paint on it for the demon. Um, and that was the only one I actually bought from Mania this year. Um, there wasn't anything else that excited me. Everything else is incredibly basic right now.
1: I'm still baffled with frigging Liverpool would never give up shit. I just don't understand. What, yeah,
0: so I put this, this to you gonna... and uh, put this to you and uh, to give him a shout out, Ross, um, big Liverpool fan, on Facebook this week saying I hadn't seen it, but you'd obviously seen it. But um, apparently, because Mo Salah wore a never give up T-shirt to the second leg of the Barcelona semi-final, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think. Um, I don't think John Cena has any connection to Liverpool whatsoever. No. Um, it makes no sense to me. Um, what, what, what do you think? Do you think...
1: think it's bollocks. It just makes no sense. It, it just make make it makes...
0: Really yeah. Sense. There's not really a lot more to add. But on a personal standpoint... I, I can't think, really
1: add anything to it. I just think
0: it's cheap. Yeah, it's just perplex, really. Um, I would just say I don't like when my two worlds cross over. So, I hate when football... So... Um, when Aubameyang scores at Arsenal on the screen comes up with him doing the Randy Orton post. And, um, yeah, he is a, he is a big wrestling fan. And, um, he went to like the shows in London and stuff. And, you know, he's taken photos with wrestlers and stuff, but I just hate when my two worlds kind of cross over, um, as well. When, um, I don't like when music crosses over with it either. Cause I remember Triple H and Stephanie, I'll try and find the picture to share to you. But, um, <laughs> they, were, they took um, their daughters because they've got three daughters um, to a Katy Perry gig. And um, I love Katy Perry. And she's in the middle of, both, of a picture with Stephanie and Triple H as if she's like the new women's champion or something. And it just really unstepped <laughs> me. I was like, no, not Auntie Katy. Um, so yeah, that just really <laughs> me. I don't like when my things cross over, you know. In fact, when um, I like a rock song, for pay-per-views and things, and if they're going to perform pioneers yeah. and stuff, I like I like it to be more like rock and edgy.
1: Yeah, because um, you don't usually go go to gigs like that,
0: do you? I don't know. It's not really my style, so it's not my it's not my music scene. That's why I've never been to the um, the Download Festival where they do NXT because it's just not my music scene at all. But um, yeah. yeah, I just don't like it when things cross over like that. But um, okay, so. <coughs> Before we end, there's something that's got a little bit lost, but I want to do the pick of the week again. Oh, okay. Just to end on. Have you got anything else to add, by the way, before we wrap this up?
1: No, I don't.
0: You haven't. So um, do you want to go first with your pick of the week, or do you need a bit of time?
1: Uh, my pick of the week is... R-Truth Pinningly Lies Under the Ring. Nice.
0: Okay, so... My pick of the week realistically was uh, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. This match was everything I wanted it to be and more. It was brilliant from TakeOver. But, um, yeah, if I'm going to if I'm gonna have just like a little funny segment, it was Drake Maverick's dive. <laughs> well, <it> was, <laughs> yeah, that was, was hilarious. That, that was kind of genius. But, um, yeah, that would, um, yeah. So that okay. is us done for another week. Um, hope you guys have enjoyed the show and enjoyed me myself presenting it this week um, right, hopefully Ash is in a bit of a better way physically next week so he can uh, <laughs>
1: <coughs> but I hope
0: so. a nice little cough there to just to just prove he's um just state of like health um, <laughs> but yeah I hope this hasn't been too much of a drag listening to me f- uh, talk on too much but, um, but yeah thanks for listening as always um, I have put this out on the Mania Club group um hopefully we've had some new listeners so welcome aboard um otherwise i'm going to try my best to kind of get it out there and get some more listeners basically but we appreciate everyone that's listening so far um yeah anything you want to say ash
1: no just uh, for everyone that's listening to us you know we're just two friends just talking about what we love it's not much serious for us but for the ones that do listen we really appreciate it and um yeah Thank you very much.
0: Nice one. Um, yep, so Ash, have a good week. And we will be back next week. Um, we're not going to really review um, Super Showdown. Obviously, like Talking Points we'll talk about at the start of the show, but we're not planning to do a full review like we did for Money in a Bank. So we will be back um, next Friday for your listening pleasure. So until next week, we say to ra and have a good week.
1: See you later. Bye-bye.